Welcome in to the Old Talk Podcast. This is your host, Jeffrey Woodruff, and today is Wednesday, January 6th. Um, so let's just, let's just get down to it. This was supposed to be a 2020 podcast. Uh, this was supposed to be a 50 episode podcast in 2020. We, we got close. This is episode 48 of the pod that you're listening to right now. Uh, but we're, we're just running over a little bit. We wanted to get a little taste of what the new year is going to be. We're still, like I've been saying, this beast is dead at 50 episodes. Um, so we're on episode 48. This beast is going to die. I'm going to put it out of its misery at 50. So we've got probably two episodes. I'm going to try and just wrap it up next week. Uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get two episodes out next week. I'm going to do a little 2020 year in review. Going to kind of go month by month on that one and just recap what a glorious year that we had and uh, maybe discuss a little bit about the uh, unfortunate start to 2021 as well. I don't know. I might do that right now. And then um, I'll probably just do episode 50. Probably be pretty quick. Probably do a little sign-off for everyone at 50. Um, Who knows? Who knows if this will be my last stint on air. I could always get picked up by like the Chiefs or something or ESPN. That'd be sweet too. Okay. Um, so we've got uh, a couple episodes to look forward to next week. This week, though, yeah, there's there's some there's some stuff going on today. We're recording this on Wednesday, so this is the day that the Capitol was besieged by um, some angry protesters. Uh, but that is not the intent. I think that may be the most. That wasn't even politics talk. That was just current events talk, really. Um, but we're into the new year. I'm gonna, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't good. But we're not talking about that. We are talking about the NFL Wild Card Weekend is upon us, and uh, this might be one of my favorite weekends of the whole entire year. And it's a shame that it happens so early in the year because you kind of forget about it. But Wild Card Weekend. The scheduling is so immaculate. Uh, we're also going to do uh, the scheduling. They do three games. We got three games on Saturday. We got three games on Sunday. They space them out, so we've got football all day, both games. Um, I'm incredibly excited to talk about it. We're going to go game by game, um, but first I wanted to, you know, take a couple steps back. The regular season is over. Week 17 of the NFL is over. And we got all 16 games in. Uh, I think that may be one of the most impressive feats that's been accomplished by a major organization like the NFL in quite some time. I think we could all remember back when we were like, oh, Lord, what would be worst case scenario? I think we were talking about it. You can probably find it on like episode, shit, I don't know, 20. Five, something like that would that be like the start of the season um we were talking about what the worst case scenario for the nfl would be and i would always think we're 11 games in we're 12 games in the you know the playoffs are right on the horizon and covid gets so bad that they just 
cancel the season. They just end it. I, I thought that would be the worst case scenario. Uh, we were fully expecting, I, at least I was fully expecting, to not get a full 16-game season in. I thought that there would be a couple of weeks, maybe just one bye week. I think I, I definitely tweeted that, actually, that I thought that the NFL need to put in some bye weeks uh, in order for teams to, to not be just totally dismantled by the Rona. But thankfully, we really only saw that happen a couple of times. Um, so shout out to the NFL. Uh, much appreciated. I think we got a really good look at it during Hard Knocks. One of the strangest hard knocks. Coach Anthony Lynn got fired. I, I've been calling for that. Sorry, just a lot of things coming up right now. Um, but COVID appreciation, thank you, uh, the NFL, for supplying your fans a full season in the time that we needed it most. Um, NFL 2020 also brought with it uh, a few major storylines that I'd like to, to bring your attention to. The new Monday Night Football crew. Um, it seems like each and every year we have a new Monday Night crew. If you can remember in 2019, that's when we had uh, the Booger Mobile. Booger McFarlane was in the booth. Jason Witten was in the booth. And I think we can all remember, uh, you know, the sort of train wreck that that was. And then this year they bring in Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy. I swear to God, you cannot pick three just polar opposites of people. Steve Levy is just a, a jackass. Lewis Riddick is a genius. And Brian Greasy is just kind of a dick, honestly. Um, I really did not enjoy the Monday Night Football shakeup. I hope this is just a reoccurring thing until they find someone. I know there's good announcers out there. Like, why are you bringing in this ragtag oddball group? Like, get some guys that mesh well. Um, Monday Night Football crew, I hope to forget you in 2020 or 2021 as well. Same thing with uh, the primetime graphics. So the cartoon graphic ordeal got debuted in the Super Bowl of last year uh, when the Chiefs and the Niners were trading touchdowns. That's when we got a little glimpse of the players being turned into cartoon characters and then they just ran wild and berserk with the the primetime game graphics so that's something that please 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 nfl learn from your mistakes i i i have a terrible just burning image of joe flacco with two raven wings coming out of his joe flacco in total video game stature and two poorly animated raven wings just coming out of his back um i don't need to be seeing that on sunday night when i'm already having sunday scary thoughts please uh the rookie quarterbacks came onto the scene joey burrow justin herbert tua you know kind of made an appearance and i think we've got some really good ones Joe Burrow, I think he's going to be great for Cincinnati. I think he, he's exactly what Cincinnati needs. The injury, that the whole thing, that's just brutal. Uh, that's that's terrible. Justin Herbert, um, he should win Offensive Rookie of the Year, no doubt about it. Uh, his stats were out of this world. He is, he looks like he's going to be good for a long time. Honestly, not a bad thing. I, I of all of the AFC West teams. The Los Angeles Chargers are by far uh, the ones that I can put up with the most. 
and it's going to be good for Pat to have that competition because we saw the Chiefs kind of sleepwalking. I mean, if if they can, you know, kick us in the butt a little bit next season with with Justin Herbert, then I, I think that'll spark a nice little rivalry uh, for him and and Patrick to come. And then finally, Tua, Tua, I, oh, the Dolphins have the third overall pick this year. And Justin Fields could be staring you right in the face. And you already saw, you've seen Tua have quite a bit of opportunity. And it wasn't, it wasn't all that impressive. Uh, Tua is coming off an injury, yada, 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 weird season. The Dolphins' offense isn't great by any means. Uh, they could definitely use some more weapons out there. But the major major red flag is just Fitz being able to go out there and wheel and deal get that same exact offense down the field when Tua looks like a dink and dunk prodigy um I'm very interested to see what Miami does in the draft I'm interested to see what um what happens when when they come up for the third pick if it were me if it were me try and trade to a trade out that first round pick and then just wait wait for another quarterback I don't know trade to a draft fields yeah trade to a get a second round pick draft fields with the third overall Tua, I, I just don't like I don't have confidence in Tua um, and then we also saw on the total opposite end of the world um, the veteran QBs some the old balls Cam Newton, I don't know if he's that old. Uh, Philly Riv and Tom Brady are both definitely old. And each of them were in a new, unfamiliar location. Uh, Cam, holy moly. First time the Patriots have not made the playoffs since 2008, I think it was. Maybe 2007, something around there. Uh, And they're not making it again this year because Cam Newton was bad this year. Philly Riv, uh, he got himself a playoff team. He's looked, you know, relatively decent. I think the Chargers are just one of those franchises that something will always kind of be cursed with them. And I think Phil was a major uh, proponent of that. But I think he's done exactly what he needed to do uh, and has relied on a really good run game and a great defense in Indianapolis to get him to the playoffs. But he's there. And then finally, Tom. Uh, Tom, my favorite player of all time. That is not a joke. Yes, it is. Uh, Tom Brady also has himself a playoff team. It took a little bit to get there. Uh, Tom Brady lost to Patrick Mahomes this year with his bright and shiny new team. And God, I would love to play Tom in the Super Bowl. That would be great. But Tom got himself a playoff team. Antonio Brown is starting to figure it out a little bit, which is kind of scary. But um, I hope Tom is done soon. I just want him out. I want him gone because it's, it's just like a thorn in your side that will never go away, except, except it's worse than that. Um, but listen, even with Tom still in the league, I am very happy that we got to see all of the great NFL action that we did this year. It, it went by quick, didn't it? Um, I, I know you're going to be taking it. You're you're going to be regretting that you did not 
uh, you know, really soak it in each and every Sunday. Where were you week 11 of the NFL? Where were you watching? Uh, if you think about that in like two months, you would probably do anything to have a full NFL Sunday on uh, the TV, but you didn't, you took it for granted, buddy. So I can't save you there. Thankfully, we have my favorite weekend of the century, of the year coming up, Wild Card Weekend, and the fact that my Kansas City Chiefs, likely your Kansas City Chiefs, have claimed the one and only bye week, and we don't have to play on Sunday, but our guys can kick back you know, get a head start on some of the game film by watching their potential opponents, let Andy get back, start cooking it up, and we'll get to it. I'm going to talk about the Chiefs at the end of the episode. It makes it all that much sweeter because we have two amazing full days of football, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Like I said at the start of the episode, they spaced them out beautifully, as you would expect. Listen to these times. There was some, there's some, uh, there's some math that goes into these. Twelve oh five, Central Time kickoff. Three forty, Central Time kickoff. What's up with the five minutes? Why couldn't it just be a, a flat noon start? Um, that's some math mathematics there to make sure that the amount of time that we have without football is limited. Uh, so I'm, I'm. Very, very pleased with the NFL schedulers. We've got a 12.05, a 3.40, and a 7.15 game to round us out. Like I said, we're going through all these beasts. Uh, first game of NFL Wild Card Weekend begins, kicks off at noon 05, and the Indianapolis Colts are traveling to northern New York. I don't even know if it's... Western New York? Yeah, it might be Western. I'm not sure. Uh, They're traveling to take on the Buffalo Bills, uh, the Bills of which are on an absolute heater right now. Josh Allen, you know, during the middle of the season, Josh Josh Allen's start to the season was pretty mediocre. He wasn't doing anything spectacular, and he was just staying consistent, which honestly... Bills fans were probably incredibly happy to see because Josh Allen's big no-no was Josh Allen's stupid plays when Josh Allen would go out there and try and throw a ball 40 yards across the field going the wrong way or try and lateral it you know, to a, a wide receiver five yards behind him while he's getting tackled. Something like that is what Josh Allen needed to stop doing and frankly, I haven't seen Josh Allen do do his old self in quite some time. Uh, he's playing really well. Stephon Diggs, he is probably the best offseason acquisition of the year. Um, I think he finished as the yards leader, the receiving leader this year, and he looks absolutely incredible. Um, so the Bills' offense looks great. Their running game is nothing special at all. And uh, but it doesn't matter when you have Josh Allen throwing the ball like he is right now. The Colts, on the other hand, they sort of stumbled into the playoffs, uh, looked a little bit shaky. They they have some really impressive wins this year, but they rely on they need their defense to to step up and make a play or two because their offense just 
can't win in a shootout. So the Colts' defense is going to have to come to play. I think um, there's one way to beat the Bills, and that's pretty much to just dominate time of possession. It, it's the Chiefs' recipe. It's what people think will beat the Chiefs but never does beat the Chiefs. I think it can beat the Bills, and that's just time of possession, long drives, have to score touchdowns. You pretty much have to play a perfect game and then hope that the Chiefs you know, fizzle out on offense a couple of times. Um, and I'm not entirely sure that the Colts are going to be able to do that. Um, I think the Colts are a great matchup for the Bills. I think this is going to be a really good game. But I think the Bills are playing really, really well right now. And I don't think the Colts' defense is as dominant or as scary as, let's say, like the Pittsburgh defense. Um, I think the Pittsburgh defense flies around a little bit faster than the Colts do. But I think it's going to be a close game, unfortunately. Eh, maybe not, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess, unfortunately, Bills win. Um, oh, God, all these games are going to be good. The 340 game is our NFC matchup, first NFC matchup. It's the Rams versus the Seahawks. Again, that's a 340 kickoff, and neither of these teams, let's get a couple things straight, neither of these teams are going to be making, uh, be making it past the divisional round uh, to sniff that, that NFC championship. Um, the Seahawks are in a weird situation because they've sort of flipped over uh, like done a team reversal, a 180, some may call it, uh, since the start of the year. Looking at their offense was on it began with, you know, let's let Russ cook. Russ is running away with the MVP in like week four. Um, everyone was was saying Russ is locking up the MVP. And I remember saying, all right, let's let's pump the brakes here. Uh, let's revisit the conversation towards the end of the season week you know, week eight at the absolute earliest to start about uh, start talking about MVP. And where's Russ now? Not even in the conversation. It's because their offense really hasn't done much uh, over the last several weeks. I think defenses are starting to figure him out a little bit. I mean, just play. It's what defenses are trying to do against the Chiefs right now, too. Um, just take away the deep ball and keep everything in front of you and come downfield and that's working against the Seahawks really well and then to go along with that the Seahawks defense which started on pace to be one of the worst defenses in all of all time when you look at the amount of yardage that they've been giving up over the first like eight or nine weeks has started to play you know somewhat decent uh so it, the Seahawks are a weird group and this year just doesn't feel like their year. The Rams, on the other hand, they are just—they're just as weird as as the Seahawks. Uh, Jared Goff—I've totally written Jared Goff off. Um, he is not—he's not an elite quarterback. He is not worth whatever monster contract he got. Uh, the Rams—they kind of missed with him, and. Goff broke his thumb or fractured his thumb, maybe dislocated. Yeah, he definitely dislocated it. Dislocated it, maybe fractured it too, maybe broke it too. Like 13 or 14 days ago, uh, once Saturday rolls around, and that was like the minimum time frame for him to be able to come back. So it looks like John, Johnny Boy, uh, 
John Walford is uh, is likely to be getting the start against the Seahawks in an NFL playoff game. Uh, I believe John came from the Canadian Football League. Uh, if you can remember back to last week on his very first pass attempt, he threw a nice little interception, um, but he came back and won the game. Uh, John Walford, from what I saw last week, is athletic, he can run, and he can. he's fine just launching the ball downfield. And frankly, that is exactly what the Rams' offense needs because with Goff, it's just blah. And thank God the Rams have that defense because they would not be uh, they would not be where they are right now without Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, a couple of other names that are eluding me, who are having great seasons, all contributing on the defensive side of the ball. All in all, historically, Sean McVay has played really well against the Seahawks. And frankly, with a full week of uh, practice with Johnny Boy Walford, I think McVay makes it work, and the Rams' defense shows up again. I think the Rams move on here. Uh, last game on Saturday, 7:15 kickoff. Another NFC bout between Tommy Bay's Buccaneers and the Washington football team. And let me say this. If you follow me on Twitter, at Jeffy Wood, you know that I, um, I've chosen the NFC Cardinal or the Arizona Cardinals, excuse me, as my NFC team for the year. And I'm glad I did that. You know, it was a great decision. I think I, I really got to know that organization quite a bit more. Uh, and, hey, hats off to the Cardinals. Almost made it to the playoffs, but you didn't. Um, and the NFC team gave me an ability to, you know, have a dog in the fight in the NFC. You know, unfortunately, the Cardinals did not make it thus far. So the Washington football team is absolutely my NFC playoff team. Whether or not they will become my NFC regular season team, if I'm going to be off the Arizona Cardinals for next year, who knows? I might give them one more year. Um, and if they impress me, then I'll stay on them. But the Washington football team is absolutely my NFC team that I'm rooting for. I mean, seriously, uh, uh, literally, like a Cinderella story season for them to get here ron rivera new head coach first year head coach uh, at the organization gets brought in uh, the name change happens all of the publicity there and then on top of that all the terrible scandals that were coming out from like the executive team and the ownership and then ron rivera gets diagnosed with cancer and they start off one and five, and it's like, oh, Lord, this is a train wreck. Dwayne Haskins is just an absolute embarrassment. Uh, their backup quarterback gets hurt with a just a gruesome leg injury, and then Alex Smith comes in and just hats off to Alex. How can you not root for a guy like Alex Smith? Everything that he's been through, especially as a Kansas City fan, I will always contribute Alex as being a super major part of Mahomes' success because Alex was like the all-time mentor. You didn't have like the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, you know, bullshit drama stuff. Uh, Alex Smith was great, and he's been great for the football team. He's 5-1 and one in his six starts. He's got a playoff team. 
and he's got Ron Rivera, who is a coach that can that has proven he can make bring a team to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that the Washington football team is going to the Super Bowl in the playoffs, these playoffs, but I'm excited for Saturday night's game because the Washington football team is a great, great, great matchup if you're a football fan, Washington football fan, excuse me, for Tommy Boy's Buccaneers. Um, Chase Young is a straight-up animal, and Montez Sweat, uh, Kerrigan, um, they've got a couple of running back or uh, linebackers on the defensive side of the ball. Curl, uh, rookie safety is playing really well. Fuller uh, at cornerbacks having like a, a fantastic season, of course. And Chase Young is just a monster. And in order to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks, you have to get pressure on them and f- make Tom be uncomfortable. Just destroy the pocket for Tom. And Washington football team can do that. The Bucks are playing in Washington. At Washington football team is what seven and nine. They got a home. They have home field advantage for this game. So if there was any situation for them to win it, this is it. Um, as you can probably tell, uh, I did not have the correct microphone selected. Um, so I'm sorry about that. Forty-eight episodes first time that happened and you had to listen like 25 minutes oh man i'm sorry of that just god awful microphone quality well here i am i'm back uh where were we okay if this was the game for washington football team to beat another team in the playoffs this is it tom brady if the weather in dc is bad like gross I am going to be so happy. That plays in the favor of the football team so much. They're, I can't believe they have a home game. They have a home game against Tornado Tom. I don't know where that one came from. And give us a little bit of rain. Give us some mist. And that is what is going to make this game so incredible. I'm picking the football team. I, I would love to see them win. I know I didn't talk about the Bucks at all. But I don't really care because I'm sick of Tom Brady. Give me the football team, please. Uh, That wraps us up for Saturday games. But fear not, we have just as many wonderful games lined up for Sunday. Oh my god, so much couch time this weekend. Find me, I bought uh, some frozen mac and cheese bites from Trader Joe's just in preparation uh, for knowing that I'm going to need a little snacky snack at some point this this weekend watching all this glorious playoff football. Sunday kicks off with a good one. The Baltimore Ravens are traveling to Tennessee, Nashville actually, to take on Tennessee Titans. That one kicks off at 12.05. And the Ravens are blowing teams out of the water right now. That offense is just fully rolling um, well, let's be clear. The running game is fully running, or fully rolling and running, and it is just absolutely carrying the Ravens. And the Ravens have a good defense. When when they can get up on teams and just bully them around, gets the defense jazzed up, uh, it, the Ravens will dominate bad teams 
in the last five games, Ravens Ravens have put up 34, 47, 40, 27, and 38. Um, so they're definitely scoring points. And frankly, this is this is set up to be a scary game to be a Titans fan. Your defense is not good. It is nowhere good. And to be framed up against Lamar Jackson and an offense that's running the ball like they are right now, that's scary stuff. Um, the Titans really have one shot, and that shot is Derrick Henry just running absolutely berserk that lets uh, Tannehill, you know, make a couple of throws. And I don't necessarily foresee that happening. I think Lamar gets his first one and uh, rolls in and might be taking on the Chiefs. I think this is a big revenge game for the Ravens. Titans knocked them out last week, kind of embarrassed them uh, last year in the playoffs. And I don't think that happens again. I think Baltimore gets this win. 340 game this is probably the worst game of the entire weekend <laughs> Chicago Bears the Chicago Bears are a playoff team um, credit to them for for getting here uh, they basically had no choice in week 17 they were going to the playoffs they tried to do everything they absolutely could but they got got into the playoffs uh, with a loss because the Rams beat the Cardinals by NFC teams couldn't freaking do it against a backup quarterback. So bad. Cliff Kingsbury sucks. Um, and to the Bears' fortunes or misfortunes, depending on how you, how you look at it, probably a major loss in draft pick there, if, if I had to guess. Um, Bears got in the playoffs, and the Bears, the Bears are who we thought they were. The Bears of old showed up. In Week 17, took a nice little shellacking from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And frankly, it's not going to get much easier for them on Sunday. They're rolling down to New Orleans. And they're going to be taking on Drew Brees in what may be his last uh, stretch in the Superdome. One of his last games, potentially, in the Super in the Superdome. Alvin Kamara's, you know, Alvin Kamara. Um... Michael Thomas was practicing today, and the Saints defense is no joke. So I think the Bears will have a shot if they can hit on a couple of big Montgomery runs and then cause a couple turnovers. And I think the Saints just jump out to an early lead and probably just run away with this one. So give me the Saints hardcore. And then we wrap up on Sunday, wrap up Wild Card Weekend with what was going to be, which, you know, still very well could be a very, very good game between a rematch of sorts between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So speaking as a Chiefs fan, we want the Browns to win this game because they are the lowest seed. And we would be able to beat or play the Browns next week coming off the bye. And I think the Chiefs would just dominate the Browns. Um, but if this unfortunate Browns organization keeps getting just destroyed with stuff, I don't know how the city of Cleveland continues on. Um, they make it to their first playoff game since 2002, which is a long time. And then they get smacked with a little COVID outbreak. Head coach 
Kevin Stefanski. Uh, he's one of those coaches I was thinking earlier this year. I, I don't have a good idea of what his face looks like because they've been wearing the masks all season. Uh, Stefanski gets hit with the Rona. Like starting offensive line coach gets hit with the Rona. Uh, maybe a wide, yeah, wide receiver is in there as well. And then a couple of dudes. <laughs> this this isn't gonna like impact the game at all, but just classic Brown stuff. A couple of Browns players got cited for drag racing uh, earlier this week, which is great. And they really just did their best to stay in the headlines for all the wrong reasons before the first playoff game. Since 2002, uh, on, on the other hand, you know, I think everyone has seen what the Pittsburgh Steelers have become over the last, you know, four or five weeks, and it's really not an impressive team. Um, the offense and Big Ben are just not great. They just aren't. But I think Stefanski plays, the head coach for the Browns, plays a super big role in what the Browns have been able to accomplish this year because I think he does a great job making sure that Baker doesn't feel like he has to be all maniac Baker and do too much. Um, if they get too far away from what the makes makes the Browns good, which is running the ball and letting Baker, you know, make a throw or two on the move, then I think this game is just going to get ugly for the Browns. I hope they, I hope, the interim head coach does not stray too far away from the recipe that got the Browns to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Baker is great, and I think losing Stefanski just puts the Browns at a pretty se severe disadvantage, obviously. So I'm going to pick the pick the Pittsburgh Stowers to win that game. Based on my picks, um, it looks like we, as Chiefs fans, will likely be playing the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and I, I think that's fine. We've already beaten the Ravens. We've continued to beat the Ravens. You get out to an early lead against the Ravens, and you can win the game. Uh, Forrest Lamar to you know throw the ball, make them feel like they need to score points quickly, and... You can win the game against the Ravens. While we're on the Chiefs uh, topic, I guess we'll stay here and, and chit-chat just a little bit. I don't know if the Chiefs... I'll try and fit them in during one of the episodes next week. Um, but a lot of people have been concerned with where the Chiefs... You know, yeah, I guess you know I'll, I'll speak um, to include the national media as a person because... The national media seems to be very concerned about the Chiefs and their performance over the last, you know, four or five weeks. Haven't covered the spread uh, in quite some time, so we haven't, you know, been beating teams by a lot of points, but still winning games. And the national media really does not appreciate that. Um, and I, I think the bye week and this this week off is literally the exact thing that the Chiefs needed because it's hard to disagree uh, with with the fact that the Chiefs haven't been the Chiefs that we expect to come and play. They haven't been playing their best football and the Chiefs best football is better, way better than any of the teams in the playoffs. If, if the Chiefs play up to their fullest potential, then they will 
they will run it back. They will repeat and win the Super Bowl again this this season, this playoffs. Um, I think this bye week will let the team, you know, get back, refocus a little bit. It's a long season. They've been playing a lot of games. They've been winning a lot of games. And I think the bye week will, you know, let the guys rest, uh, make sure that they're feeling good. Basically three weeks off for the starters. I mean, I, I think they're going to be feeling great. Andy's going to have them um, ready. I don't think we're going to go down 24-0 like we did to uh, the Texans last last playoffs. Um, and I think the Chiefs come out and just look fantastic. Um, I'm excited for the Chiefs. Uh, the teams that I will be most concerned about playing, uh, that the teams that we're likely going to be seeing. Um, so, you know, I, I do think Baltimore is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, I think the history between Lamar and the Chiefs as being his big kryptonite uh, is definitely going to you know drive him a little bit more if, if we end up seeing each other in the playoffs. And then obviously the Bills. The Bills are playing really, really well right now. That game is just going to be a, an all-out shootout. Um, so that, you know, shootouts are never fun things to witness until your team comes out on top. So uh, the Bills scare me. Uh, don't necessarily scare me, but they'll give the Chiefs a good game. And then on the NFC side of things, I, I want to see the Chiefs versus the Packers. I think that's something that will just be an incredible Super Bowl. And as the Chiefs are working their way towards dynasty status, uh, I think it r- is really important to set expectations for all the Chiefs fans out there. Um, you know, part of being in a dynasty is consistently year after year being good making it to the Super Bowl and that factors into a lot of it yeah Tom won six and but they made it to like you know 10 nine whatever it was a ton of Super Bowls that's what made the the Patriots so good is because they were always so good so the fact that you know I'll count it as a successful season as soon as the Chiefs get that bid to the Super Bowl um, I think this season's success and, uh, you know, of course, the ultimate goal is to win, and I think we should win. I think we can win. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. I think the Chiefs wake up. I'm excited to see uh, the best football that the Chiefs can offer because I think we're going to see it here in a couple of weeks. And then I think we should be rolling. Enjoy these weekend games because we're running out, folks. We are, we are getting close, um, and... These weekend, wild card weekend, I've said it once, I've said it twice, it's a top weekend. Really just make this a very football-focused weekend if you can. Um, next week, next week we are going to try and pump out two episodes. Like I mentioned, we're going to do a little 2020 in review and then a final sign-off. Yeah, I know, I don't care. Um, and then... Shit, guys, if you want to talk, text me, I guess. Give me a call. Who knows after that? Um, but please focus on football this weekend. Run through my picks one more time. Bills, Rams, football team, Ravens, Saints, Stowers. Um, I'm excited. Should be good. That about wraps us up for episode 48 of the All Talk Pod. Uh, it was a great time. My Probably my longest hiatus uh, since beginning this venture. And I kind of just did it incognito if you didn't if you didn't notice that. If you didn't notice it, then perfect. My plan worked out great. 
Um, but we should have a couple episodes next week and then a final sign-off. Alrighty, everyone. Um, have a great weekend. Enjoy the NFL, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah.